Anyways, Psalm 68, 5 and 6. If you have a Bible with you, you may pick it out. Or you can also look into your phone. Macht Bahn dem, der auf den Wolken einherfährt. Er heißt Herr, freut euch vor ihm. Ein Vater der Weisen und ein Helfer der Witwen ist Gott in seiner heiligen Wohnung. Und jetzt Vers 7. Ein Gott, der die Einsamen nach Hause bringt. God leads the poor home and he brings the captive out so that they may be well, but the wicked remain in a dry land. Anyway, yesterday we had a good team in Hamburg and that was the um, final saying goodbye to Reinhard Bonke. Many of you know him. He's a wonderful um, preacher and he had that event in um, Hamburg. There were four or five thousand people there. And that was quite amazing. Through the life of Reinhard Bonke, 72 million people came to God through his life. And that is quite moving and impressive. And he said, and he knew this is his last ministry in Germany. And he wanted to hand over this blessing, to pass it on. Unfortunately, we could not be there, but we were watching via stream. So, this is quite the story. And he quoted um, 2 Timothy 2 verse 7, I have fought the good battle, I have run until the end and have kept faith. And that was so moving. How he, how he said goodbye and it was so powerful. And then he said, I'm old, but my body is not cold. It's a typical Reinhard Bonke phrase. Anyways, in the 90s, we met him for the first time. Back in the day, they had their headquarters of Sifan um, in Africa somewhere. And he came back from one of his evangelist uh, events. And we were preparing an event with Suzette Hetting, who became a good friend of us until today. And Reinhard Bonke came in, and his, his, his presence, or the presence of the Holy Spirit, came with him. And I was deeply impressed. And I said, Lord, that's what I want. I want to have such a presence of God to be with me. And Reinhard Bonke is really a role model of faith. Maybe some of you remember when we were in our 20s it was said that he had the biggest tent built up in all of the world and there he made a very big crusade and he just built up that biggest tent of the world and then came a big storm and the tent was destroyed and everybody thought oh what was that but for God the biggest tent was too small and then he performed that event with millions of millions of people that came together. 
Uh, so he's really a role model of faith. Uh, and I remember the yeah, time, Reinhard Bonke, viele andere Männer, um, uh, not just Reinhard Bonke, but also other men of God, when we were freshly um, filled with the Holy Spirit, our hearts were burning and we said, Lord, we want the same. I want to see the same. I want to see how people come to you. I want you to use my life. I want... I want to throw my life for you. And I have one thing remembering about um, Reinhard Bonke, which was at Voice at the City in Essen, and we were sitting at the same table, and he said, Jobs, the anointing has no stopping contact. And that means when you are filled and baptized with the Holy Spirit, you don't have to be afraid that the Holy Spirit will go away, but he will use you. Tell your neighbor to the left and right, the Holy Spirit will use you. His anointing is on you. Ja, und dann irgendwann... So then, at some point, it was quite crazy, but God told us, please um, perform a conference. It was the time of Brownsville Revival, and we were there for a couple of times. But God said to us, the small tubing in church, rent the biggest hall in Essen. It was for, for 6,000 people. And there were Awakening Europe conferences and so on. Um, there was a prophetic um, forerunner which was Awake Europe in the year 2000 and Charlotte and I were on our way to Frankfurt to the base of Reinhard Bonke and we sat there and we said Reinhard would you come to Frankfurt and he said yes I will come and then there were 6,000 people in an event in Essen in the Bukale and I remember how he preached Saturday morning about the blood-washed Europe. And people came running forward, 100, 200, 300, 400, I don't remember, but hundreds of people. And during that time, God said, it's a new time. I want you to start with schoolings. It was the start of the Tosk School of Ministry. And since that, we do the Tosk School of Ministries. Many people have went through it, and I can only recommend to you, it's a school for change and revival. And finally, we had him here in our tent. I don't remember the year. 2010, I believe. The tent was full. These were the times in which we were climated through the wind that was blowing through our tent. And we waited for the warm things which never came. And when it was hot, then uh, it became super hot and everybody was waiting for, t for things to cool down but it did not happen but when Reinhard Bonke was there the tent was full and signs and miracles happened and it was just very powerful and you can still find this event on Sefan it was recorded and what deeply moved me was that when you come together with men and women of God there is no pride or anything but there is devotion to Jesus so through him we learned our faith and that's why I'm sharing this this is already in the middle of my sermon everything that we experience March of Life and so on and personal things it only happens through faith Hebrews 11 verse 6 
Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Whoever wants to come to God has to believe that He exists and that He grants those who seek Him. So without faith, it does not work. Mark 9.23, all things are possible for him who, he who believes. First John verse 4, our faith is what overcame the world. Without faith, nothing is impossible. And sometimes we think faith is either something that happens by coincidence. Somebody has it, the other one does not have it, but it's not true. Faith is a key. Yeah, we were so and we were in the beginnings of our ministry our hearts were, was, were burning and we said we want to see this what the role models of faith also do I am convinced that we live in a time in which supernatural things happen we often speak about all of the things that are catastrophes and terrible and whatever but let's talk about the things that are good and that God is doing. See, there is one, one movie about the crucifixion and your life is changed. God changes our life. He, he's the same God. He speaks one word and it happens. He brings things forth out of nothing. We don't have to offer anything to him or say, Lord, look how nice I am. You could use me well. But there is nothing you can come through with him. He is a specialist to create something out of nothing. And that happens through faith. And faith has the same power like in the times of Jesus. It's fascinating. Then I received an invitation three years ago via email. It was an event uh, to a TOS event. And usually I don't read that but I, because I know what's going on. But that was an invitation to the uh, 20 years of Toss Ministries International. Do you know what that is? It's the missionary daughter ministry of our ministry. And 20 years ago, we had the privilege to found these ministries. And then I read there everything that we did in these 20 years. It was crazy. We celebrate two decades full of miracles, hundreds of restored lives, changed, saved, and healed, 740 drug addicts, 5,000 street kids, 275 rehab um, people became free of drugs and Sega and Julia who are leading this rehab are here. Isn't that powerful? People are changed and, and transformed. 85 kids are living on the streets received a new home. And that celebration is on the 6th of July 2019. You should be there. But I thought, wow, this is just one excerpt. Ch churches that were fine, found, centers that were found, the Leipzig Church, Ukamünde, prayer houses were established, March of Life movement out of Tübingen was established. We just had a team at the... Um, 
Uh, bookstore Jesus Life in our museum and it all started with two, two students that came to Tübingen but we were only two students nothing else we knew in 82 1982 we did not know anyone and we were not very spiritual not that you think we prayed and fasted for one year and just were on our kneels and uh, you know, we didn't do that. But something was in us that I just shared. We had such a yearning to just serve Jesus. We wanted to serve God. And when Jesus sees that, that's what he will use. And in the first year, nothing was going on, but there were different areas. And the first thing in us was a vision. But it was a bit different, different of a vision that you speak about. If you speak about vision, then you think you have dreams and there will be a toss center in the Eisenmann Street 124. We did not think of that at all. But the vision was simply, no matter what God will ask us, we want to serve you. No matter what, Lord, we want to serve you. It's the biggest privilege to be there for you. That was our vision. We didn't even know whether we found a counseling center or a healing ministry. We thought we will be missionaries. That's why I became a carpenter and Charlotte became a nurse. We thought these were the good jobs to be missionaries. But God thought of something different. So the first thing was a vision, a vision in the sense of serving Jesus and to have a burning for him be there. Um, the second thing is faith and faith was planted into us we just saw during that time um, the Jesus people movement and an entire generation was changed we saw how drug addicts erased their com communions drug addicts and bands were completely changed by Jesus Jesus came in a drug addict lives with a revelation and we thought wow Jesus that's what we want and the drug addicts they could no longer keep their thoughts together because they were so full of drugs and then they started to, to quote Psalm 119 and preach the word of God and while they did that healing came to them and soon they became evangelists that did not take 10 years and 5 years of counseling and, and whatever but they immediately immediately started to serve Jesus, to evangelize, to go on the streets and preach the, the gospel immediately. And you from the uh, faith building weekend start immediately to pray for your family, to heal the sick, go and preach the gospel right now. And that's what we did. And that was normal. So faith is a second step. God can do anything for us. And you know what? God still says so. He can do anything to you. I have never lost this faith. Everything is possible for he who believes. Well, a petition? Well, let's do it. Well, we go to the chancellor, um, the federal chancellery. The third step that was in us was devotion and determination 
determination, but not a weird devotion. Sometimes we are kind of weird, right? We have the imagination that uh, we are not dressed well and are strange and religious and fanatic and whatever. And from morning to night, we work hard and in the evening we fall into the bed or whatever. Um, we think that's devotion, but that's not it at all. Devotion out of love is the best thing ever. We didn't want anything else. We just wanted to serve Jesus. And if you love much, then you want to give much, right? That was the third point, and I'm speaking about these things because these three points have never changed until this day. These are the three substances of revival. And then there was a fourth point, and I call it childlike obedience. For many years ago, I wrote a book about it. And that also did not, um, did not grow less. It's the opposite of, um, of like this religious obedience, where we think, oh, obedience is so terrible. You know, um, childlike obedience is different than that. It's the voluntary decision out of love to be obedient to God. And that's the most beautiful thing that happens. It is built on faith and on trust and not on mistrust. And many people have to discover it. And we had discovered it also because of our biographies. And if you live in a trust like that, you don't have to function. But often we are raised like that. We have to function. We have to do the right things. We have to work hard and so on. But that's not the case. At some point, God spoke to us, Jobs and Charlotte, lay down your own strength. And so we did. Because the word of God says it does not happen through armies or powers, but through my spirit. And that was the beginning, from the beginning on, there was a character of anointing and what we lived in. Many people uh, gave their life to Jesus and came to us. And there was uh, some people coming from religious backgrounds like Babel. And she said, well, can I live with you? And then Babel lived with us. Babel, if I can share this. <laughs> I'm asking you afterwards. I know I'm allowed to share. Well, Bebel lived with us and afterwards she, she said, wow, I thought you would pray all day long, but it's so relaxing with us. And I said, well, yes, because there is trust out of love. It leads into liberation. And sometimes people approach us, Jobs, oh, you do so much, so many things you do, and we say yes, but it has a source. The source comes from a love relationship with Jesus. And we started to teach about this because many people have not experienced that from their homes because their parent home was stressful, difficult, broken relationships. And so we went to vacation. And we had the first team around us. Klaus and Friedi were also there. And Rosa was there, I think. 
And we did so just to be with our friends together in normal everyday life and to show them how you can be normal, devoted and relaxed at the same time. It is possible, right? Being devoted and relaxed, it is possible. Being devoted and being full of joy. And we do um, vacation groups like that until today. I'm not advertising for that, but during the summer, around 100, 120 people are going with different groups of people to different places. Why am I telling you? Well, first, one more example. Thomas talked about the petition. And I want to tell you how it happened. It was not that I was sitting at my desk and thought about a petition, no, but I was praying in the morning, that's what I do, in the mornings I um, wake up early and I enjoy this. And then I have my time with the Lord and was together with him. And suddenly the Lord starts to speak to me. And he gave me a text. And I could feel there was a, a, an anger of God. There was um, decisions made by the government in the UN. And um, there were resolutions against Israel made. And also Germany was part of it. And I received that text during the prayer. I was sitting there very relaxed and suddenly there was a download from heaven. And I started to write the, the petition down. And I have the um, privilege that I can only have uh, the advantage that I can just call Matthias um, who lives under us in the apartment and on the same day at 11 o'clock the petition was done. So we have these four authorities that I just spoke about that is impos uh, that is possible for uh, um, faith. But the decisive thing is still missing. All of these aspects comes to life out of a personal relationship to Jesus. Everything we do comes out of our personal relationship to Jesus. It's interesting. I have got to know many people of God, whether Reinhard Bonke, Suzette Hetting, or many people from America, men and women of God, more or less of faith, but always there was one point which was the relationship to Jesus. Whether you are a young Christian or you are at the end of your life, it is always about the relationship to Jesus. That relationship matters. These are the four substances, but the fire that ignites everything and brings it to life is your relationship to Jesus. And that's what God wants. Now, keep that phrase. It's your, it's your relationship that matters. Your relationship matters. God wants our life to, to, to count. I told you about the conference in Hamburg. There were 4,000 people coming forward and radically devoted their life to Jesus. And I thought, wow, Lord, that's not different than 30 or 40 years ago. It's the same message. The same God. The same fire. 
Und dann hat es mir gefallen und das möchte ich euch jetzt And what I liked is what I'm going to share. One of the last stories of Reinhard Bonke. Er sagte, ihr wisst ja, der Herr spricht in Bildern zu mir. God speaks through pictures to me. Now imagine Airbus 380. I am an Airbus und der Airbus 380, Airbus 380 in the Airbus 380 is on the starting level. And he started and runs faster and faster. And finally, at his running point, he is the quickest. And then he, he lifts up into the heavenly Jerusalem. And that's where I am right now. Und wenn du auf dem Boden schaust, And if you look on the ground, he said, then you don't see that there are any um, traces of breaking. And no skid marks. And, and I, I thought that, that deeply moved me. And I thought, Lord, I am, I am called. Here is my life and it shall be without skid marks. I want my life, the longer I walk with you, that there are no skid marks visible. But I want to run and run in the way that you can be glad about the, that way I walk. And then he said cool. something else I really liked. If you are walking with Jesus, or I'm transferring this to this region, if you are walking around from Tübingen to Stuttgart, or you sit in the car and you are on the B27 and you want to quickly arrive in Stuttgart, then you don't drive with your car Einbiegst auf die B27, um, stellst du dich nicht hinter ein parkendes Auto. You won't stand behind a parking car. Because then you will never arrive in Stuttgart. And that's why he said, do not follow the parking pastors. Wow, das finde ich gut. And I thought, wow, I like that. Tell your neighbor, don't follow a parking pastor. Ich erzähl dir das. Weil die Berufung ist heute immer noch die gleiche. And the calling is the same today. The Lord has called you to ignite fire. We don't want to stop doing this through your life. Thousands of people can be touched, then thousands. Just if it happened through my and Charlotte's life, it can happen to, through yours. Through your life, thousands and ten thousands of people will be changed and, and saved. Also Gott sucht diese vier so God's looking for these four substances. A vision, faith, devotion, childlike obedience. But the most important thing is your relationship. Your love relationship to the Lord. It's all about this. And when I thought about this, I thought, well, The most powerful word I heard about this is written in Mark 5. You probably know it. Maybe you heard a sermon from me about it. It's the parable of the bleeding woman. And it documents best of how this relationship is um, taken care of. 
I have to seek this relationship. I can receive it. This love relationship in the kingdom of God. And if God sees this love relationship, there his presence is. Now you can take your Bible and go to Mark 5, verse 24. Just two or three verses. But you can read the chapter at home. So here's a bleeding woman, and there, Jesus is around, surrounded by a crowd. He is pressed around, so there are very, very many people around him. And there was a woman who had suffered uh, from... Um, had bleedings. So... For 12 years. So she had the issue of blood. So she belonged to the impure of the former times. She was isolated. She had no entrance to society. She had to always walk around crowds. Not for a short time. Not just three years. Not just five years. Not just eight years. But 12 years. Frustration. 12 years of many sufferings. That's what's written here. She wore it with many doctors, praise the Lord for doctors, it's a blessing, but she suffered many things from doctors. And she had spent lots of money. So there was nothing she could have, she had left. And it all got worse. That's what's written in verse 26. And then she heard about Jesus. And we know the currency of heaven is faith. And she had nothing left. She probably had no money left anymore. She had no friends anymore. No contact anymore. And she probably had no family anymore. But she had one thing, which was faith. She heard about Jesus. If you have nothing and you are here, you were in prison, you were in darkness, you were disappointed, 12 years you've been frustrated year after year, you cried, you, you, you struggled with God, you struggled with people, but I want to tell you, if you have only one thing, you hear Jesus today, he will change your life today. She heard about Jesus. He heard about, she heard about him. And so she went. That was the goal of her faith. There's one goal of faith. It's not the great things. God will do that anyways because he's a great God. But the goal of faith is Jesus. Verse 27. When she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak. And here you see the barrier of faith. There is always a barrier. Do you know what barriers can be? People. Not about the people. But barriers of faith can also be people because many expect something of people, but only Jesus can give it to them. And that's a barrier. So she tried to come to Jesus, but Jesus was surrounded by people. She could not get forward. Many people always look at people with good things, bad things, people, whatever. And we look at so many things of people instead of looking to the living God. 
Und deswegen sind wir so oft voller Anklage, ja, weil And that's why we often are full of accusation because we only look at people even if we are in need. It's always the same. Why don't we see this? Why don't other people see that? Why don't they help me? Why aren't they moving around me? They can see me. It's kind of like today, right? And then she's coming through the crowd because it's about touching Jesus. If she, does not, if she wouldn't have touched Jesus, she would not have been healed. She had not received the miracle. And her life would not have been changed. But she's pressing forward to touch Jesus. And at some point, we have to push it all aside. I'm not talking about you should isolate from people, but you, you should bless them and you should be together with them, but you should stop making them responsible for what you are responsible for. Because you are responsible to press forward to Jesus. No other person can do this for you. We hear about Jesus so often. We make our experience. We have been with him for a long time. And when we hear about the word, we have a relationship with him, then of course we think, well, I pray regularly, whatever. But sometimes we don't realize how on the inside we have lost the relationship. Sometimes we need a mirror, you understand? Maybe you feel different than I. I over and over have to have this mirror again. Lord, am I close to your heart? And I wrote down some characteristics of how you can recognize the relationship that pleases God. I just prayed and I said, Lord, what can that be? And the first characteristic of a close relationship that pleases God is that the desire um, and hunger in burns in you to encounter him again. So you, you don't, you're not like, oh, now I have to pray. My subgroup leader told me I should pray or whatever, read the Bible. But there is a hunger in you. Because Jesus is the bread of life, right? And the word of God says, have your hunger in the Lord and he will give you what your heart desires. It's a characteristic of a relationship. If I am in a love relationship, then I like to be with the other one together. I have some examples in front of my eyes, which is, you know, relationships that are technical. There are many broken families like that. Where people just spend time alone in their rooms. But I have the encounter, the, the desire to encounter him. The second characteristic is that you love doing what he he likes. A characteristic is that you don't think, oh no, you know, I love my partner, but I hate doing things for him. Everything that she loves, I hate it. But I will do it anyways. We're so religious sometimes. So the second characteristic is that you love doing what he pleases. The th third characteristic is that you have a supernatural peace. 
John 14, 27, I give you my peace and hand over you to you my peace. It's a supernatural peace. And it's such a gift. And it's a characteristic. When Jesus came into your heart, suddenly you realize there's peace with God. And a characteristic that you have not encountered him yet is that you fight for this, uh, this, this peace. And I was so driven, I st stood up and went to the town and walked around. I was like a driven person because I had no peace. But the characteristic of love is that you have this supernatural peace in you. The fourth characteristic is you are like a tree planted at water. That bears fruit to its time, and his leaves will not get bad. What does that mean? You have a consistent relationship to God. You don't um, kind of go left or right, but you know you are in the place in which God wants you. You might go through crises, but you are before him. Fifth aspect, um, you purify yourself from certain things because he is your savior. A relationship to Jesus means that I can be in front of him the way that it pleases him. It's a characteristic of a love relationship. If I'm together with someone, I want the other person to like me. So I purify myself from sin. Sixth aspect, you say yes to his ways. Often we are masters in fighting with God against the ways that he wants to lead us because we have our own imaginations. We think God should do it in this way, but he would have done it the other way. Sometimes we have problems coming into our life and God wants to give you victory, of course, but sometimes... Um, it's the devil making rebel against the ways of God. Romans 8, verse 28. All things shall serve for the best to those who love him. It's a characteristic of a love relationship that I say yes. And I also say yes to the things I don't understand. And the seventh characteristic is that you love the place where he dwells. It makes sense, right? Now imagine a family or a marriage and all the time you think, oh, I hate coming home. It's terrible coming home. I'm looking for something else. It's a characteristic of a broken family, right? So that means that I love the place where he lives. And where does he live? He lives where his word is preached. That's his body. That's his church. He's a temple of the Holy Spirit. And we are virtually walking around and we say we are somewhere in our Holy Spirit iCloud. But actually the word is quite clear. The word of God says, I live where the word of God is preached. I live in my church. And the church is my body. 
Ich habe einen Satz, den ich hier weitergeben möchte. Wer andere Menschen für I have a phrase I want to hand over to you. Whoever makes other people responsible for his own rottenness and desert has not broken through in their personal relationship to Jesus. It's also characteristic. Why don't you try this? When people are in coming to me, um, I said, write down all the people that you make them responsible for your problems. And then you pray it out. Also, if all of your feelings are against it, say, I leave you. I'm not making you responsible anymore. And then speak out, Jesus, here I am. I want to break through in a relationship with you. A relationship that's really good. There's a second phrase. And I learned this from Zephan, from Suzette Hetting. Only he who honors what God has given him will receive what God has prepared for him. Only he who honors what God has given to him. Sometimes we are quite... For us, it's difficult to honor him for that. We are very good in listing up the things that are not so good, but we shall honor the things that God has given us. Psalm 103, praise the Lord my soul and don't forget all of the good things he did to you. I only receive what he has prepared when I honor him. One more phrase. Some people want to have a relationship with the crucified Jesus. Who wants this? <laughs> But Jesus resurrected. And he's alive. He has overcome sin and devil Amen. and guilt. Amen. So you cannot have a relationship with the crucified Jesus because he's not at the cross anymore. He rose. Let's give him an applause. Yeah. And that's why it's written in Psalm 103 he who forgives all your iniquities and all of your sin he is the resurrected one and encountering him means to encounter in him the one who sits to the right of the Father. Every day he interferes for you and me. He looks on you. He loves you. The hairs on your head are counted also and on my head. Well, there might be less than on yours. Heilung geschieht nur durch Glauben, ihr Lieben. Healing only happens through faith. Miracles only happen through faith. And faith only grows through his word. And the word is preached in church. That is why Jesus has connected the way of every Christian with the church. Hallelujah. And if we see these different phrases, let's, let's look one more time at the bleeding woman. So now she, she's walking through the crowd, but then 30, verse 33, she touches Jesus. And I want to read this again. Then the woman, knowing what ha had happened to her, came and fell at his feet 
and, trembling with fear, told him the whole truth. Immediately, when she heard about Jesus, she came up to him in the crowd, und dann and Jesus said, Anyway, Jesus calls the woman, and then verse 33, the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell at his feet and, trembling with fear, told him the whole truth. Tell your neighbor, God is good. Amen. Amen. We live in a time in the der Herr sein Volk in einer neuen Weise ausrüstet. which God is preparing his people in a new way. We live in a time einfach dieses Brennen, das wir erlebt haben, in which God renews the fire that we experience. God wants to ignite it again. We live in a time in which it's, it's easy to follow Jesus. It's not complicated. It's vision, it's the word, it's faith, it's shout-like obedience. Aber es ist auch eine Zeit, in der der Herr die Einsamkeit. It's also a time in which God brings home the, the lonely ones. Also here in Tübingen, I'm so glad we can go here on the streets on Pentecost. But also every day and everywhere, because it's not just on Pentecost, but He leads home the 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 lonely ones. And I'm asking you, who of you belongs to the lonely one? Psalm 68. He brings home those into his presence that had no chance before. Then he says he leads home the captive so that they will be well. And if you are here and you are taken captive, Jesus wants you to do well. You shall get out of captivity. Captivity, no matter what it is, your drug, your medicals, your medicine, or the, the, the captivity of yourself, there's so many ways of being captive. Maybe we circle around ourselves. Then it says those who rebel will remain in the dry land. Actually, it's easy. Well, the different translations doesn't say God does not want the resisting ones. God takes it serious. We can't say no to him. But then we decide, we make the decision for the dry land. And this bleeding woman, she said, I'm seeking God. She heard the voice of God. And she said, I want to touch Jesus. And if you do that, you run after Jesus, then immediately the power and strength of the Holy Spirit comes. Then it's not your own strength anymore, but the anointing of the Holy Spirit comes. It's flowing in you. And the good message is that the anointing and the power of the Holy Spirit does not come at the end of your life, but it comes at the beginning of your life. And it does not come because you have a holy standard fulfilled and a character standard fulfilled or because you have led 20 people to the Lord but it only comes because it's coming on all flesh. Praise the Lord. 
I did not know anything of the Holy Spirit. And when I came to the first service in which they were speaking in tongues, I thought, wow, Lord, that's so international. I don't understand anything. But they were singing in tongues. And there was a prophetic image and an interpretation. And I asked my friend afterwards, what was all this? And he laughed at me and he said, that was speaking in tongues. We were singing in, in heavenly tongues and I thought, wow, it, it, it was quite interesting for me. It's the Holy Spirit. It's His power. You only have to seek Him and go after Him. No matter how long you, you walk after Him, no matter how long you've been a Christian, but run after Him. It's your relationship with Him. A relationship less being a Christian is just boring. It's dead. But the relationship that comes out of Him immediately opens up the heaven for the presence of God. And the presence of God makes the difference no matter where you are. Whether you are in your living room, at your workplace, in church service, in cell group, the presence of God makes the difference. Just how the people experience it that were on the faith building weekend. Jesus is here. Maybe you have to renew your relationship to him. But I believe Jesus is challenging you. If you are in a captivity like that, or you belong to the lonely ones, Jesus is calling you out that you just come to Jesus. And don't let yourself be hindered and make others responsible that you can't come. Maybe Jesus is calling you for radical devotion again. I remember in the beginnings of, of the Toss Church, I preached about radicalness. And then I preached, preached about um, then that does not mean I'm a fundamentalizing Christian that beats with the Bible, but that person have arrived at the root of the Bible and arrived at the love of God. I'm devoting myself out of love. And Jesus is calling you to do so. And I'm inviting you to do so. And we will invite the Holy Spirit. And I want to pass on the last picture I have. Maybe you also feel like, oh, how can I change my heart? And I like an ex the example that I have shared a long time ago. You know the example of a child who takes a piece of coal and wants to change the color of the coal. He takes a brush and the best soap and he starts to, to brush and brush and brush the coal. And the child becomes more black and more black. But the coal remains the same. And you cannot wash coal white. It's impossible. The only opportunity to change the coal is that you have to bring it to fire. And if you put this to fire, if you ignite it, it starts to, 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 to fire up. 
And our hearts have to do the same. We have to bring our hearts to bring to the presence of God. And then your heart will start to glow. Correction does not change you. Your own work does not change you. Also religious laws do not change anything. But if you bring your heart to the fire, that's what starts suddenly And then it will lose the black color. And then it starts to burn. Our heart is resistance and hard. But it's a heart that does not like to be changed. But you can do that under the power of the Holy Spirit and under the grace and the blood of Jesus. You can let it be washed clean. Let us stand and we want to pray together.